All right, welcome to the Scarlet Paper Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. Coming to you late Sunday night. Uh, it was a busy day around the Brightman household and uh, was unable to do a rapid reaction this time, but uh, wanted to talk about the Rutgers win over Bryant, 67-56. Uh, Did I get that right? Oh, excuse me, 66-57. And also just kind of give some takeaways on the first three games in terms of where Rutgers sits right now, they're two and one. Obviously, the disappointing loss to Princeton last Monday uh, defeated BU on Friday by 24 points, and then pulled away late and beat Bryant by nine. So, you know, Sunday was a classic game in my mind that they certainly looked like they were susceptible to losing that game. Bryant was a game that I was worried about before the season. They're uh, capable, uh, low mid major. Uh, they've been in the state tournament two years ago. Uh, they know how to play basketball, you know, and they have a, a Grasso is on the suspension or leave right now, um, but he's a good coach in terms of uh, X's and O's and having his team ready. Uh, and then they had Phil Martelli Jr. as the uh, acting head coach. And obviously his father, you know, is a, a very good coach as well. And uh, he's been around a long time. So I thought they'd be uh, prepared. And they're a three-point shooting team. They didn't shoot particularly well in this game. Uh, they were uh, just 26% from three, 6 to 23, 37% overall. Amazingly, Rutgers shot worse. They were 31% from the floor, 4 of 22 from three. Uh, so they've struggled shooting the ball uh, in all three games. Layups, uh, 31 out of 64 in the first three games. That's 48% not good at all uh finishing around the rim has been a problem today uh sunday they were 9 of 22 and Rutgers has to be able to score baskets you know near the rim you gotta get those uh, high percentage makes uh to be able to uh keep up in the big 10. it's funny i think cliff in a way has a harder time playing these low to mid majors when they don't have natural bigs around. It's almost like, you know, I mean, they, they do suffocate, you know, the, the strategy is obviously to suffocate them, double team, triple team, uh, which BU was doing. Um, and he's he's not able to kind of get out of it. And, and and again, it goes back to getting him in, in space, right? And, and I am surprised that they haven't done more of the high pick and roll, specifically with Fernandes, who uh, efficiency-wise, in the pick and roll last year was really high uh and for his career it was like 95th percentile or whatever um you know per synergy stats and uh i'm surprised we're not seeing them move him around more you know him down at the block he just doesn't seem comfortable and um you know his teammates are learning how to get him the ball passing has been a problem for Rutgers. a uh, ton of turnovers on uh, you know both Bryant and BU had double-digit uh, steals against Rutgers, a lot coming from the pass. Uh, entry passes have been a problem. And uh, it's it's a key aspect to the offense that they got to get figured out. Um, you know, they're not shooting well from three. Gavin struggled today, one of eight. Uh, I didn't think he took, you know, he forced it or anything. It just wasn't falling. That happens. Um, Andre Hyde, you got to give him credit. I mean, he did not play well that first game at all. And the last two games, he's played really well. And today, he had some key moments in the game where he hit buckets that Rutgers desperately needed him to do. And he did. 
and uh, he led the way 19 points, uh, eight uh, rebounds. You know, he was 5 of 14 from the floor. So, you know, he's he's never going to be a high-efficient shooter from the floor, but he was 7 and 9 from the line, and he, sh- he showed leadership today. I really thought that he stepped up. And, you know, this is not to be disrespectful in any way. Um, but, you know, for Rutgers to, to reach their ceiling, right, in terms of whatever it could be, in terms of their best – uh best self as a team this year they will be better served if andre hyatt is not their leading scorer i i think he needs to be a secondary scorer uh i think he his his value uh is in uh, being able to defend multiple positions and also uh, as a rebounder and he can listen he can get hot but he's hot and cold and if you're going to rely on him to be a primary scorer you're going to live and die by his hot and cold streaks a little bit. And that's not ideal. So as a, as a secondary scorer, as a, you know, a, a third scorer on the team, uh, I, I, I think that's a lot better than if you're relying on him to be your top scorer game after game. Uh, again, not being disrespectful at all. I think that uh, Andre Hyatt, you know, offers a lot to this team. Um, but it's, it's also an example of everybody still figuring out their roles. There's still a long way to go uh for that to happen i don't think it's a lack of talent i think it's just a lack of chemistry in terms of on the court they don't have a lot of minutes together even though they had the overseas trip you know it's until the lights come on you don't fully know and you're not uh fully i guess acclimated in the sense of you know being in those moments with your teammates and how you're going to react uh it's different it's just different you can't simulate that and they've got three games now under their belts and I think that's helping. I think another thing people should uh, maybe aren't paying attention to is, you know, Noah Fernandes and Austin Williams, they're still working their way back. You know, they both had season-ending injuries last year. Austin Williams didn't play at all. Noah Fernandes didn't play past January. So both of those guys are not only working their way back, you know, at, from health issues last year, they're also working, you know, into new roles on a new team. So although they're veteran players, and I think they have showed some poise, I think they've... Um, you know, they've operated well within the team structure on the court the last three games. Uh, they're still finding their way a little bit. They haven't found their shot, really. I think I think Noah's ceiling as an offensive player, he hasn't scratched the surface yet this year. And, you know, to his credit, he's not forcing it a ton. I think, what did he take, three shots today uh, against Bryant? Uh, five shots, one of five. Um, but, you know, listen, he had five rebounds, two assists, one turnover. He's He's... He's a veteran enough to, to do things that, you know, are, are winning uh, winning performances, uh, even though he's not blowing your socks off. Uh, he had uh, a block as well. He was a plus five today, 23 minutes. Then he had Austin Williams, who was also a plus five, played just 14 minutes, but had four rebounds. Um, and uh, he was one of three from the floor. So, you know, those guys are giving you plus minutes, even though they're not scoring a ton even though they're not filling the stat sheet. I thought Fernandes would have more assists at this point. But um, again, both those guys are working their way back from season-ending injuries, and they're working their way back on a new team. It's going to take time. Uh, Cliff, you know, really struggled uh, for three halves, and then the second half today, busted out. Uh, So I think that was partly an adjustment with the coaching staff. They did get him to open space a little bit more. I thought he was more aggressive. He was better on the boards. He had a double-double just in the second half. So that was super encouraging to see him uh, have that kind of second half. He was five of eight from the floor, three of five from the line, uh, 15 
uh, rebounds, 13 points. That's, uh, you know, quite quite a day, uh, even against, uh, you know, a low major. Didn't have anybody naturally being able to uh, stand up to him. He had, he had the high plus 19 in the game. And, you know, Wolf had limited minutes, but uh, what did he play? 14, he had uh, 17, excuse me, seven points, two or three again, shooting well, uh, high percentage. Uh, I, I think what you're seeing is you're not seeing guys try to do too much. No one's really forcing it. I mean, Andre is a, you know, he is a little bit of a throwback in terms of a isolate, isolation offensive player who can take his player one-on-one, you know, kind of clear the court a little bit. Um, but he's still operating within the flow of the offense. And I think, you know, transition-wise, they got out today, they scored over 20 points in transition. They give up a lot in transition, but they rebounded the ball. They had 51 rebounds as a team today. Uh, so it's, it's an all hands and deck approach there. Um, I mean, you know, Fernandez had five, Hyatt had eight, Cliff had 15, Austin had four, uh, Jermichael Davis had four, Gavin Griffiths had four. So that's, you know, six guys with at least four rebounds. That's a positive sign. Uh, they're playing team basketball. They're just not shooting well. They're not passing well. So I guess you could say, you know, fundamentals they're struggling with to a degree. Um, but, you know, even from the foul line, I mean, they shot 70% from the foul line. But if you take away uh, Wolf, who was, you know, three of seven, uh, they, they were almost 80% from the line. Uh, you had Hyatt, seven of nine. You had Derek Simpson, who um, I've been impressed with. You know, I, he didn't score a ton the first two games. Today he had 12 points, but eight of eight from the line. He hasn't found his shot, uh, you know, on the floor. Uh, but he's not forcing it either. He's uh, playing with himself. He's, uh, you know, he was just two of eight, but I didn't think he took too many bad shots or anything. He led them with four assists. Uh, how many uh, turnovers did he have? He had two turnovers, two steals. He was plus nine in 27 minutes. And I think that he's starting to, um, he's starting to get more comfortable. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better, but eight of eight from the line was huge. Uh, so I think that your backcourt is still kind of getting a feel for, for your team and for themselves. Uh, I think that Cliff is is needing to adapt. I think defensively, you know, they're still struggling at times. They're not anywhere defensively where they need to be. Um, I mean, they have held their last two opponents to four shooting nights, but, you know, they weren't great teams. Uh, so it's this seems a work in progress, for sure, uh, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, this is the type of thing where if, if, if they were – Truly in trouble, they would have lost this game. They, they had every opportunity to. It was, you know, they, they were trailing with 10 minutes to go. It was a four-point game with, like, four minutes to go, um, you know, and they were able to get stops at the end, and they made some free throws, and they won the game. They got the ball to Cliff uh, at times down the stretch. So uh, I, th I thought they played relatively smart. They're just not making shots, and they're throwing the ball away a little bit, and they're not playing, you know, defense at the level they need to play. I think that's the gist of it. But I, I think those are correctionable things. I think the rotations are still being ironed out. And I think that, you know, this team is going to get better with more experience as a team. Um, you know, look at Maryland. Maryland's lost two in a row at home. Davidson and UBA, uh, UAB. Uh, you know, not bad teams. Uh, right around, you know, uh, 85, 90, 100 in Ken, Ken Palm. Princeton's 91, by the way. They beat Hofstra on the road. Uh, it was a Friday, and um, they're looking really good. So that is not a bad loss at all. I, you know, I think they might 
they're not going to lose a lot of games this year. So, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to be a quad three, especially on a neutral court. I, I think that's going to not be bad, a bad loss at all. And um, they very well could win the Ivy over Yale. It's uh, That's going to be a heck of a race there. But um, I think that uh, this team is still trying to figure things out. But winning games, no matter how ugly, uh, why you're figuring out is the key. And Georgetown is the next step on Wednesday. They just lost the Holy Cross by one. Uh, you've got to beat Georgetown. That would be a bad loss. Uh, or de- definitely a worse loss than Princeton. Not even close. And um, you just have to, to continue to develop, continue to improve, continue to find ways to um, be effective as a team, find the rotations that work, be, you know, shot selection. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't think shot selection has been that bad. I don't think that their turnovers, you know, it hasn't been uh, Noah, Jamichael, or uh, Derek, you know, uh, just being sloppy with the ball in terms of, like, you know, uh, on drives and things like that. Uh, passing has been, been, been an issue, for sure. Um, who's going to be the primary scorers? Who's going to shoot from three? You know, it, uh so far, you know, Hyatt and Gavin have been a little feaster cannon. And you have other guys that haven't really found their groove yet offensively. Derek Simpson's going to offer more. Noah Fernandez is going to offer more. I think Austin Williams could offer more. Uh, Wolf has been pretty steady. I think he's been the most steady of anybody on the team so far. Listen, if you can get 7 to 10 points from Wolf, game in and game out, I mean, that would be a huge plus. Uh, of course, you know, they don't have a lot mag yet either. So how is he going to fit into all that? So this team is, is definitely still being molded. Uh, it's early. Uh, you went two and one this week. Uh, could have been worse. Uh, could have been better. But I think overall, the things that they have to work on, the things they have to improve on, I think that, you know, from a basketball standpoint, uh, it's, it's understandable. And it's also uh, realistic to think that they will improve on it. Uh, is this, you know, they're, they're not a top four Big Ten team, most likely. But I, are, they, are they, you know, 12th? 13th, uh, some people are like overreacting or, you know, double. I, I don't think so. You know, the Big Ten is wide open, and I think that this team's going to get better and better. Uh, they're, they're getting miles logged as a team, and, um, you know, it's taken Pipe a little bit, I think, to figure out rotations and things like that. Right now, you know, we're stuck with the starting lineup a few, days, uh, few games in a row. Gavin coming off the bench, Derek coming off the bench, and, and you know, I, I kind of feel like Derek Simpson is a huge key in all this. And I think this what how you've seen him play the last two games is is reason for hope and reason for optimism because you know these kids take coaching you know they're taking coach Derek Simpson takes coaching and he's got a great attitude he's got veteran guards around him that he never played with before um, you know I think that he's still being you know um, he needs seasoning as a college player uh, but he's getting it. He's getting it. And I think that the way you, you if you if you really focus in on him the last couple of games, uh, I'm I'm impressed with how he's handled it. And I thought today, listen, he's finding ways to help the team win. Uh when, you know, it's not just flat out driving to the rim, scoring, you know, shooting, you know, 70% of the rim. Uh that, that hasn't happened. But he got to the you know, he got eight free throws and he made them all. Uh and he made some clutch ones down the stretch. So uh, I thought Gavin Griffiths, you know, even though he had a poor shooting night, I thought his defense was better. Um, it, it's going to take time. Like I said, you have to win the non-conference games you're supposed to. You know, the toss-up games at Wake Forest, uh, Seton Hall, 
on the road and then Mississippi State in a neutral site. Um, you know, if you can win, listen, if, if you can win all the games you're supposed to and then win two or three of those, you know, maybe that's a lot to ask, two road games and a neutral court game. Um, you know, but even if you win one of them, you go eight, three, and nine conference, but you're better at the end of it going into Big Ten play. Uh, that's a win. That's a win, and that's a team that can still make the NCAA tournament. You don't want disaster to strike, um, but this team is not playing in a way that I think that that's going to happen because they're 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 still working the kinks out. Kinks are there, um, but I, I think they're playing unselfish. I think that they're sharing the basketball. I don't think they're taking terrible shots. I think they've been sloppy with the ball uh, in terms of the field with the passing. Um, and I think part of that is just learning how to play with each other in the half court, learning how to use Cliff in the half court, you know, transition. They've gotten out uh, the last couple of games. Um, they need better transition defense, better defense overall. Um, but these are things that I think can get better and will get better. I don't think there's like any glaring flaws uh, other than, you know, you need consistent scores. And it's been a little bit of hot and cold there. So, um, Again, work in progress. Overall, I, I think it's a positive start to the season. Uh, certainly not perfect. Certainly, you know, people are, are on edge a little bit. Uh, and I've gotten plenty of messages uh, in regard to that. And, uh, you know, people panicking maybe a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I've learned that that's how basketball season is. You know, I used to think football was harder in terms of managing the season with fans' expectations. But, you know, basketball is a 31-game regular season roller coaster now. And, uh, fans get really high and they get really low. And, you know, I just think you have to have a steady approach with this team. And I think you need to, uh, you know, look a little deeper in terms of uh, how they're playing uh, and areas that they can improve in. And I don't see any red flags. And I think that's key. So uh, plenty more on this team this week. They're back in action at the Rack 8.30 Wednesday against Georgetown in the last ever Gavit Games, I believe. And, uh, you know, I know people are going to be fired up at Cooley to be in the building. And uh, I'll talk about that later this week. Uh, but thanks so much for listening and watching the Star of Faithful podcast once again.